Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Perhaps it's a situation in your marriage. Maybe it's a situation in your finances. You fill in the blank. Whatever that situation is that you brought with you to church today, you need God's Word on it. And you need for God to do something for you about it. Do you realize that God wants to do that for you? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. Some of the struggles we face in life can often leave us feeling like there's nowhere or no one we can turn to for relief. However, we as believers have the ultimate source of guidance and comfort, God's Word. In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches us the importance of looking to God's Word for the guidance and application we need in our lives. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 2 with part 1 of his message, How to Solve Problems. Let's get into the Word of God. On Sunday mornings we're going through Galatians, having completed 2 Corinthians uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We finished chapter 1 last week, and this week we will start in chapter 2. Our text will be verses 1 through 5. The Apostle Paul is really continuing in verse 1 and says that then after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response to a revelation And meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders, I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. Interesting. Yet, verse 3, not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks. Some of your translations render it stealth, (laughs) undetected, to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. We did not give in to them for a moment. And here's why, he says. So that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. So today's teaching is going to be part one of a new series that I've titled, How to Solve Problems. How's that for a a title? You have any problems in your life today? Yeah, nah, neither do I. Let's close in prayer, we'll go eat. <laughs> Melissa, we'll, we'll pray for you afterwards, okay, sweetheart. The Apostle Paul 
has a pretty serious problem. And the problem is with respect to the churches there in the region of Galatia. And the problem was this. There were these Judaizers that were worming their way into these churches, and in so doing, they were confusing them with this false gospel, if you prefer, fake gospel. And this false gospel was this gospel of faith and. Faith and something. Now, specifically in this case, in that day for these churches, that something in addition to was the requirement of circumcision, which we'll talk about more shortly. What we're about to see is the Apostle Paul, true to form, we've come to love this about the Apostle Paul, but he, by the Holy Spirit, hits this serious problem head on. And by doing so, he's going to provide us with a template of sorts. And this template is going to give us practical and biblical ways to solve those problems that we face in our daily lives as Christians, particularly the problems related to interpersonal conflict, problems with other people. And this is what he's addressing. There were problem people in that church. I've heard it said that if you want a problem-free church, you need a people-free church. You won't have any problems if you don't have any people, right? I mean, it just probably goes without saying. Whenever I start a new teaching series, I I like to go to the Lord and just kind of talk to Him about it and ask Him about it and hear from Him concerning it. And with this teaching series, my my hope and my prayer is this, that, and, pl- and please listen to me on this. This is so important. It is so important that we experience firsthand the power of the personal application of the Word of God. Let me say the same thing in a different way. There has to be this time in our Christian experience where we experience firsthand in a very powerful way the applicable nature, the active nature, the powerful nature of God's Word, specifically to a a situation that we're facing in our daily lives. Perhaps it's a situation in your marriage. Maybe it's a situation in your finances. You fill in the blank. Whatever that situation is that you brought with you to church today, you need God's Word on it. And you need for God 
to do something for you about it. Do you realize that God wants to do that for you? God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to show you what he's capable of. Do you realize who it is, this God that we serve? Do you know what he's capable of doing if we would but ask? As James says, we have not because we ask not. I wonder how many times in our Christian lives we don't have that which God wants to do in our lives because we're not looking to Him to do it. We're not asking Him to do it. We're not looking to the one who is the author and finisher of our faith, the only one, as only he can, that desires to do this for us, for his glory. Jesus said it this way. He said, if you ask anything, that means anything, any single thing, If you ask anything, you'll have it, if it brings glory to the Father. Now think about that. You have a problem that you're dealing with, and it's a pretty serious problem. And here's the God that created the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is waiting for you, to come to him to say, Lord, will you help me? Will you do this for me? Will you give me that wisdom from above that is first pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated and full of mercy and good fruits without hypocrisy or partiality, as James describes? I need wisdom. And James says, if any of you asks for wisdom, I'm going to give you wisdom, and I'm not going to withhold it. But don't doubt, because if you doubt, then you're going to be going back and forth, tossed about like you're on the waves in the ocean, back and forth. You need to know that I'm going to give you the wisdom that you need. I'm going to give you the, as we're going to talk about, the discernment that you need. I have all that you need for that problem. And oh, by the way, I allowed that problem into your life for this reason, that you would seek me. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Do you realize that what he's saying is, ask, keep on asking, seek, keep on seeking, knock, don't stop knocking? How about the parable of the persistent widow that's knocking on the door of this unrighteous judge who pesters him and doesn't stop, and finally he just says, 
The only way I'm going to get rid of this woman is to give her what she wants. Now, that's not to imply in any way, I hope you understand, that God is like that reluctant, unrighteous judge trying to get rid of us. Just here, go, get away, stop bugging me. Not at all. What he's saying is, the persistence of that widow in this case with an unrighteous judge, how much more your heavenly father when you just keep on knocking on that door persistently, persisting in prayer, Lord, Lord. Let me say this and then we'll jump in. And this is, sadly, how do I say this without, I'm trying to be kinder. (laughs) But I fault the, the word faith movement. You know what I'm talking about, the name it, claim it, blab it, glab it, grab it, you know, guys that say, you just believe God and you claim that promise. And I think what's sad is we have thrown the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. Now, I say that to say this, do you realize there are promises within the pages of Holy Writ that you and I can lay claim to? They're ours. God's word is yea and amen. It's a done deal. And we need to claim those promises. And we, you know, shy away, stay away, far away from that because we don't want to be lumped in with this hyper-Pentecostal group that has quite frankly marred this for us as believers. The other day I was praying and I, I found myself just out loud praying Psalm 91. I love that Psalm. In Psalm 91, the psalmist says, say out loud, the Lord is my fortress and in him will I put my trust. Maybe that's for somebody here this morning. You need to say it out loud. There's something that, not in your mind, not in your mind. It needs to be said out loud. You need to hear yourself say that and claim that promise. What's the promise? He's going to be your fortress. You can put your trust in him and you say it out loud. That's powerful. That's power. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. I was thinking this morning when we were worshiping, and that uh, psalm came to me, you know, the trees of the fields clap their hands. Did I wake somebody up? I'm sorry. It's, I know it's early. <laughs> the trees of the fields clap their hands? Who are they clapping their hands for? Who do you think? Have you ever just... And we'll get to our, maybe we won't, I don't know, but we'll get to our <laughs> text in a moment. But have you ever just clapped your hands? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. If the trees of the fields are clapping their hands, I want to clap my hands. Lord, thank you. 
All the glory to you. Do unto your name, Lord. Wow, Pastor, you're making me feel very uncomfortable. You know what? (laughs) Maybe we need to be a little bit uncomfortable. I think sometimes we get too comfortable. You know, I was driving here today, and I I said, Lord, you know, I... If you want to do something today that, you know, is going to be maybe a little bit out of the box, do it, man. (laughs) Go for it. Interrupt. Interrupt our, I mean, boy, we've got a pretty predictable, you know, service here, right? We got start off with the one song, stand up, sit down, I come up, you sit down. You stand up, I read, you sit down, I teach. How am I doing, right? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of predictable. Well, maybe the Lord would say to some of us today, listen, I, I need to disrupt and kind of get you out of your comfort zone. It's been said that God, of course, comforts the afflicted, but sometimes he'll afflict the comfortable. Well, that's an introduction, I guess. Thank you, Charlie. God bless you. Yes, clap your hands, right? That's not for me. I hope you know that, right? That's for the Lord. I'm really looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Because if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, there are so many issues and problems and conflicts that riddle our daily lives as Christians. And this is one of those places in God's Word where we have real practical nuts and bolts answers that we can apply very specifically to those situations. And again, it's by way of this biblical template. And the first way in this biblical template is in verses 1 and 2, and it's very simply that of being tactful. Being tactful. Here, Paul continues talking about how he went to Jerusalem three years after Jesus revealed himself when he was on the road to Damascus. And then he tells them that 14 years later, he makes this second trip to Jerusalem. And then he explains that the reason he went was because of a revelation that he received. And while he was there, he met privately, interesting, with these esteemed leaders of the churches because he wanted to present the gospel that he was preaching to the Gentiles. What's really interesting to me is that he then says he wanted to be sure that he wasn't wasting his time so that the race he was running wouldn't be in vain. I find that very interesting. I have to say that what Paul says and even does here is both tactful and remarkable, and this for two very important reasons. Here's the first reason. Paul 
being both led by and filled with the Holy Spirit, not only says and does the right thing, but he does it in the right way. What do you mean? You know, sometimes it's not so much what we say, it's how we say what we say. It's the the heart we have when we say it. It's not so much the words we use, it's the heart that's behind the words that we use. Now Paul, think about this, because he was a very strong and intense man. He could have confronted them publicly, but instead he's meeting with them and communicating to them privately and sharing the gospel that he preached to the Gentiles. Now, the question becomes why? Why does Paul use such tact? I believe the answer is twofold. First, he's wisely wanting to avoid unnecessary conflict. Notice I didn't say he's wanting to avoid conflict. No, no. Avoid conflict at all costs, peace at all costs, not at all. Not the Apostle Paul. No, he's wanting to avoid unnecessary conflict. Certainly, he would have needlessly created conflict had he come in hot, so to speak. You know, with all guns blazing. He would have, if you will, put another log on the already burning hot fire. I like how one commentator said it. Paul didn't do this because he knew being right did not give him the privilege of being rude. You know, sometimes I think when we share the gospel, we're just obnoxious. We're we're really inconsiderate and rude. It's like we throw all tact out the window. Now, I'm not talking about being hypersensitive to, you don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using tact, a God-given tact that we need to use when we're presenting the gospel and sharing Jesus Christ with others. There's already the, the conflict is already there. <laughs> There's already conviction there. And so we come in hot, we're going to create the very thing we're hoping to avoid. We don't want to add another log to the fire. We don't want to start an argument. How many times have we ended up in an argument when sharing the gospel? Oh, Satan's so good at that, isn't he? Galatians opens our eyes to the potential and sadly the reality of false teachers. They're clever, there's no doubt about it. They can work their way into any area, saying just what needs to be said to get by, and then leaving their trail of deception for us to follow. How do we avoid these false teachers? By knowing God's Word and staying firmly rooted in the love and truth He teaches us. We're so glad you joined us today on In Spirit and Truth. We'd love to meet you in person. We have an open invitation to join us for our weekly services here at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. 
We gather each Sunday and Thursday. You'll find more information at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Just click on Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at the bottom of the page. Would you like to hear more teachings from Pastor J.D.? You can find them online at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. But we also have more convenient ways to keep up to date with these messages. Did you know you can take In Spirit and Truth on the go by downloading our mobile app? In our fast-paced world, it's easy to let the time we'd spend in the Bible slip into the back of the line of things to get done in a day. When you download our mobile app, however, you'll have verse-by-verse studies in the Bible available right at your fingertips to listen to whenever and wherever you go. You'll find a link to the app at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. That's all we have for today's message. Join us next time to keep searching the scriptures for God's goodness in Galatians, right here on In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with you, holding me true.